Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Well, welcome to Growing in the Gospel. Father Zach here. Pleasure to have you with me and just excited to open this gospel here for you as we head into the fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time. Uh, it's a great time to really dive into one of the most human gospels um, that Jesus gave to us. So again, as we read this gospel, it comes from Matthew, the gospel of Matthew chapter 5. And um, just before this, just to give you a little context before we dive in, is that Jesus just gave the Beatitudes, or some people say the happy attitudes, to give us an understanding of, of Jesus' love for us and how to be happy. So he just gives that. So a little bit of background. And then our gospel today comes from Matthew 5, 13 through 16. So I encourage you as always, you know, if you can, get out your Bible, um, really spend time with the Word, and then really take time to let the Word sink in. Uh, this gospel is a little bit shorter than last weekend with the presentation. It was longer, but this one's shorter. And as always, call upon the Holy Spirit, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal, reveal to you the Father's will and how Christ is calling you to live the gospel um, as you head into Sunday and in the week. And as always, if you can do this with a friend, even better. Um, you know, and always looking at, you know, how, how, how is my life going? Like, what's really going on interiorly, exteriorly? And how, how is the Lord speaking to me directly with his, with his word? So our gospel, again, is Matthew 5, 13 through 16. And that begins with these words. Jesus said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It, it is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. One of my favorite Gospels, because it just points to two human things, two natural things that we can all relate to, which is salt and then also light. So try to unpack this here a little bit for you as you head into the week. So the Lord says, you are the, the salt of the earth. So these, these two illustrations show that Jesus' disciples must be true to their calling, lest they render themselves useless for the kingdom. So being salt of the earth, they are to season and preserve the world with peace and gracious speech. So salt, you know, just at a very human level, gives flavor to things. It preserves things. And as us, we're supposed to preserve bodies in a certain sense, you know, really uphold the dignity of every human person. And light, you know, being the light of the world, they are to bear witness to Jesus and his message. So both images have links to the Old Testament. So when we look at uh, the Old Testament, salt is associated with the covenant of priesthood made with Aaron and his descendants, as well as the covenant of kingship made with David and his descendants. So it's always important to know that every sacrifice before it was offered to God in the Old Testament, well, maybe not everyone, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one, but you can, you can fact check me on this one. But everyone was salted or seasoned with salt before it was offered to God. So there's definitely a, a, a spiritual significance to this. But then also light is associated 
with the Old Testament vocation of Israel to make the truth and justice of God shine out of all nations. You know, light is, is, is powerful because it eradicates all darkness. Light can never be overcome by the darkness. And Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And when you just think of that at a very human level, how many people you know, say they're no, they're no good or they would say, I'm dark or I'm dirty, I'm, I'm a hopeless cause. You, you know how the litany goes. But no, Jesus says you, insert name here, you are the light of the world. And he says, a city set on a hill. This is an illustration of the, the allusion to Jerusalem on Mount Zion. It's a visible sign of the eternal city that awaits saints, the saints in heaven. And he says, we are called to be a city set on a hill, and we're not to be hidden. We're supposed to be visible. You know, I hear a lot of people often say, well, my, my faith is private to me. And yes, I, I completely agree. Our faith has private aspects that we just don't share with other people. But in a world that seems to be struggling through darkness, Jesus says men do not light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket, or, but put it on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. So he said, let your, sh- your light sh- so shine before men that they may see your good works, which is important to know that you're Christ-driven, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but they see your good works. They see your, your humility. You see your, your courage to live it, but also to glorify your Father who is in heaven. So this is the first time, in particular in the Gospel of Matthew, that, that um, earlier chapters, they, they make no mention of the fatherhood of God. So just before this, again, in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, Jesus calls God Father. A total, He's going to call him in chapters 5 through 7, a total of 17 times. So God's fatherhood is the deepest mystery of his identity. From eternity, he fathers a divine son. And throughout history, he adopts us. He adopts me and you as his children in Christ. And the lamp, to make that true, is Christ on the cross. And the Christ on the cross always says, I love you. And... Salt always keeps us savoring just the gravity and the beauty of his sacrifice for you and I. We should, always, we should never look at a cross and be like, meh, meh. <laughs> you know, we should really be like, whoa, let me honor that. Let me live out of that. And what the church is called to do, you know, the physical church, but also um, the mystical body of Christ, the church is called to be the lampstand, to let the light of Christ shine before others. And the, the light path is for the righteous. We're only made righteous. We're only made just. We're only made who we're created to be by Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Nothing we can do to earn that. And even Psalm 119, you know, verses 105 says, you know, the word is a lamp unto my feet. They who light this lamp are the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Our God is a God of light. And you know, we have temptations to do things in the dark, do negative things in the dark, but we're always called to move towards the light. And now you and I, we're called to put our bodies on the cross too. You know, to know that our Lord loves us. He actually lets us feel what he went through when we experience suffering. And we're called to be light to others. 
So this is a short one today. (laughs) I hope you have a blessed week. I hope the Lord shines through you. I hope you can ask the Lord to give you more salt, to bring flavor, to always keep the, the, the faith, you know, electric, to keep it tasteful, to always know that the teachings of the church are never called to become insipid or tasteless. And if we think they are, that's on us. Because the word of God transforms everything it touches. And it spreads light through all darkness. And the lamp, it's Christ on the cross. And the church is a lampstand. And Christ on the cross always says, I love you. And salt always keeps us savoring the gravity of his sacrifice. Maybe just ask yourself, what am I sacrificing? What is my faith costing me? And am I doing anything that's making my faith tasteless or making my faith dark? The song I'm going to close with is Your Light by Luke Spihar. And always make sure we let the Lord light our path. And as always, you know, go to confession, bring all that darkness to the light. Let the light of Christ shine upon your heart, your soul, your family. Go as a family. And bring the word of God to Mass. Mark your Bible, tab it up, and come with a notebook. Make those sacrifices now. Make those holy habits now. And maybe give yourself like a three-month trial period and see if it changes what you do. Know my prayers for you and your family as you head into 2020. Keep striving for holiness. And please pray for me. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. shines in the dark.
confusion of my tangled mind. You are the light that lets me understand, and I shall live to enjoy this light. This light.